0: Welcome to the Pioneer Pilgrim. God is a God of change. He can change any situation. And Jesus, the great physician, can change sickness into health. In Psalm 34:14, it reads, The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous and His ears are open to their cry. Stay with us today and listen to how God heard the cries of some of His righteous saints and how Jesus changed a hopelessness of one of his little sparrows, Rebecca Embry. I'm your host, Billy Mellick, and I know your faith in God will be increased as Rebecca shares her story here on The Pioneer Pillow. Welcome to the Pioneer Pilgrim. Today we have Rebecca Embry. And Rebecca, it's so nice to have you with us today.
1: So glad to be here with you,
0: Brother Billy. Amen. Well, we want to get into your story. Your story, to me, is very remarkable. So you were diagnosed with something when you were very little. Can you tell us about it?
1: Sure. So at two years old, they did a leg muscle biopsy for me and diagnosed me with spinal muscular atrophy.
0: Can you read us the definition of what that is for our listeners?
1: Spinal muscular atrophy is a hereditary disease. It progressively destroys motor neurons, which are basically nerve cells in your brainstem and your spinal cord that control your essential skeletal muscle activity, whether that be speaking, walking, or breathing, and it leads to muscle weakness and atrophy.
0: Rebecca, how did you find out about this and How was it diagnosed?
1: Well, when I started walking, I would walk a little bit and fall a little bit. So my parents took me to a neurologist. He did the leg muscle biops for me, and then they sent the results back. And that's when they decided I had spinal muscular atrophy.
0: And what's the result of what does that cause long term?
1: Sure. So your muscles gradually degenerate, and he let my mom know that I would be confined to a wheelchair by the age of 10. Generally, the life expectancy for such cases is to live to your late 20s and maybe 30.
0: And after that, I remember uh, in the beginning, your father, Jr., and your mother, Natalie, whom I've known and loved for decades now, they came to the meeting and started asking prayer for your condition. And I do remember hearing about the prayer request in the meetings, and I remember all of us took heart and we prayed at home in the meetings for each other, for you, with all of our hearts and souls for God to intervene and not let this end result come to pass. So after this, Rebecca, there wasn't no immediate change that we knew of, but God was working behind the scenes. What was a life in a day of Rebecca Embry-like?
1: I would say it was pretty well normal, except that I wore braces on my legs.
0: You just get up and put on your clothes, go to breakfast, go to school, come home, play.
1: That's right. We would go to the children's clinic. My parents would take me there just to check the progress and do some physical therapy. But other than that, it was pretty well normal.
0: Pretty much normal, other than you had to wear braces at that time.
1: Right, and I couldn't do a lot of physical activities like other kids could.
0: So you're going through elementary school now, Rebecca. In age 10, what happened?
1: Well, my parents needed some help to cover their insurance and the medical bills that were coming through. And so they scheduled an appointment with a children's hospital in Lexington, Kentucky.
0: How come you couldn't get insurance?
1: Because spinal muscular atrophy is a terminal illness. I mean, this... It's diagnosed permanent. That's correct. So you went to the Children's
0: Hospital in Lexington, Kentucky from? Louisville, Kentucky. Which is about 80 miles, hour and a half, two hour drive. Yes. Okay. So what happened there?
1: So there they performed a series of tests. Uh, The main one that I remember was where they put a needle in your back. Mm -hmm. Basically, they wanted to check my nerve activity. And the doctor performed the test and he wouldn't give us the results
0: wonder why.
1: He said, well, what I want you to do, <laughs> I want y'all to go eat lunch and come back and do it again. That's, I was thinking, oh, no, we've got to do this test again because it's a really painful test to right. have completed um, at that time. And so he said, I want the leading physician to do this test for you. So you went to lunch. We did. While he's
0: setting up another test. Yes. And you went back to Lexington, which you were probably eating right then and there, weren't you?
1: Well, We just stayed in Lexington. Yes, yeah, stayed in Lexington.
0: So when you came back... You had to go through that agonizing test again.
1: We did. Okay. And so the leading physician um, finally gave us the results, um, but I think he wouldn't give it to us because they couldn't believe what they were seeing. What were they seeing? Instead of the nerves degenerating, they were regenerating. And so they removed spinal muscular atrophy from off my medical charts. Which meant
0: that it wasn't terminal anymore. That's correct. Which meant...
1: They had an easier time getting insurance for me. Wow. But I know that was God's people really praying for me. Amen.
0: So in the beginning, we were praying God to intervene. Praise oh, God. No, 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 no. And He intervened. It just touches me every time I hear that. God hears the prayers of an effectual, fervent people. And I'm glad that He I'm did. I'm so that.
1: thankful people were praying.
0: Amen. You were still, the disease, didn't progress from that time correct. on. Yes. And you were 10 years old. And how old are you now? 38. So it still hadn't progressed, but yet you were still wearing braces. I was. Because nerve damage had been done. That's correct. That's correct. So, but we were still praying and we still are praying.
1: Yes, we are. For
0: God's will to be done. For me, one, I thank God that you are here with us right now at this time in life.
1: I'm so thankful to be here with you. Amen, Rebecca,
0: it was about that time, 10, maybe a year or two younger, we were at a birthday party at some friends of ours that went to the meetings. The kids were there. My kids were about your age, my two boys, and they were running races. And they lined everybody up in this race. And there you were, too. And you had your braces on. Someone said, ready, set, go. And everybody took off, including you. You weren't the first. You weren't the fifth. (laughs) But you were in a race. And it matters how it starts. You gave it your whole heart, every race. It does matter how you start. But how it finishes is equally important how it starts. Though other kids came in first, second, third, or whatever, and received their prize, I remember watching them watch you, parents, children, everybody was cheering you on. You were still running with your whole heart. And when you crossed that finish line, I remember looking up and Thank you, God. That touched me so much because I saw your heart. Your heart was wanting to run the same as the person who won or the other children that finished. And again, it's just like, God, thank you. It was a good lesson. It doesn't matter how you start a race, but how you finish is equally or more important. Yes. And that was wonderful. You've gone through elementary school now. Yeah. And you've gone through middle school. Yes. And the summer's coming on, or is here. You were going to high school, the next level. So what was going on in your mind? How were you feeling about transitioning from a middle school to high school?
1: Well, I remember talking to Jesus in my bed and letting him know how I really felt. And um, since I wore braces on my legs, I didn't want to be different from every other person in school. Yeah. And I was really praying to him and saying, Jesus, is there any way I don't have to wear braces into high school? Yeah. And each year you get fitted for braces, so you get another size for your shoes each year. And so I went to see that doctor and he said, let me see you take your braces off. So I took him off and he said, I want to see you walk across the floor. So I walked for him and he said, well, you walk just about as good with them as you do without them. Do you want to take them off? No,
0: doctor, I, I don't want to. I was so
1: thankful. Jesus heard Praise that prayer God. in my bed and I didn't have to wear braces anymore. Amen.
0: So you went from elementary to middle. Now you're going to start high school with a smile. Yes. And with no braces. That's right. Amen. That's good stuff. Rebecca, you picked out a song for our listeners today, and can you tell us the name and title of that song?
1: Sure, it's titled, Are You Washed in the Blood?
0: And why did you pick out that song? What's important to you about that song?
1: I love it when we get to sit around the house and sing together. Amen. And Jesus does real things for us, and He has real power in the Holy Ghost to help us and to wash us. So I really hope this song blesses someone else today, too. Stay with
0: us and listen to this song. Are you washed in the blood?
2: Oh, have you been to Jesus for the <laughs> cleansing power? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you firmly trusting in His grace this hour? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you washed? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you walking daily by the Savior's side? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Do you rest each moment in the crucified? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you washed? the blood in the soul cleansing blood of the Lamb are your garments spotless are they white as snow are you washed in the blood of the Lamb when the bridegroom cometh will your rose be white pure and white in the blood of the Lamb be ready for the mansion's bright. Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you washed, are you washed in, the blood, in the blood? In the soul-cleansing blood of the Lamb? Are your garments spotless? Are they white as snow? Are you washed in the blood? room coming, will your robes be white, pure and white in the blood of the lamb? Will your soul be ready for the mansion's right and be washed in the blood of the lamb? Are you all are you washed in the blood, in the blood, in the soul cleansing blood? They white as snow. Are you washed in the blood of the lamb? Lay aside the garments that are stained with sin and be washed in the blood of the lamb. And stand around and coming for the soul unclean. Will be washed in the blood of the lamb. In the soul-cleansing blood of the lamb. the lamb Are your garments spotless? Are they white as snow? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Lay aside those garments that are stained with sin And be washed in the blood of the in the blood of the Lamb? Are you washed in the blood, in the soul cleansing blood of the Lamb? Are your garments spotless? Are they white as snow? Are you washed
0: in the blood of the Lamb? Welcome back, and we still have Rebecca Embry with us. You gone through elementary, middle school, high school, and you even went on to get a degree in college.: Yes. So what's going on in your life? Now you' just living a normal life going to work, yeah coming home, going to work. So what happened?
1: Sure. So what I really felt was, is I wanted to find my longtime neurologist, Dr. Holmes, and tell him how thankful I was for him when I was a kid and how good he was to me. Every time you went into the children's clinic, he always made you feel special. He was just such a special person. And I was in my first home and I wanted to invite him over to come see me, to know that I'm still living and doing well in Jesus and wanted to talk to him. Uh Uh-huh. And I would call different places to try to find him. And I would call and they'd say, well, he used to work here, but he's no longer with us. So I'd call the next place and they'd say, well, he used to work here, but he's not here any longer. So again, I would talk to Jesus in my bed and just say, God, I just want to find the man and tell him thank you for what he's done for me Mm -hmm. in my life, if I can. Amen. And my mom um, went to a restaurant in Louisville and Louisville's a pretty big city. And so when she went inside... There he sat with his wife. God found him restaurant. God knew where he was all the time. He saw your heart. Yes, he did. Amen. And God worked it out so that we could meet and that he came to my house.
0: Yeah, so you invited him over for a lunch? I did. Wow. Yeah. Okay.
1: And so when he came, he brought a little book with him. Mm -hmm. And in the book, Some of his patients had written him special notes from their parents, Hmm. and it had a picture of each of the kids in it. So there was a note for my mom, there was a picture of me, and then there was...
0: Yeah, so your mom also wrote a note and sent in your picture.
1: Yes. Okay. So I was sitting there... Feeling so thankful to be alive as I was flipping through this book. And I asked him how those kids were doing, thinking they might be in a wheelchair, it might be a rough life for them. And he said that they weren't here. I was the only person in that book still living. Praise God. And I never knew that till that day. No, 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 no my heart. And I felt so thankful that Jesus allowed me to live here.
0: Amen. Still with us.
1: Yes. All these years. Yes.
0: And we told your age earlier, they said that you wouldn't live past the age of 30, 30 on average. Yes. And here you are. At 38. My, and still living with yes. us. Still enjoying the meetings with yes. us. Still singing songs. Yes. Still happy in the Lord. Yes. Still with each other. That's right. Together forever. Yes. <laughs> with the best people I know. Amen. <laughs> Going through your experience and listening to this story about God, and you see or have heard or know of people maybe in your condition, maybe it's a totally different condition whatsoever. And if you had something to say to that person up close, personal, one-on-one, what would you tell them or what would you suggest to them?
1: I would say that Jesus hears you talking to him in your bed at night or wherever you are and that He can touch you, and that He cares about you.
0: Rebecca, thank you for coming today and sharing your story about God with us. And I sure do love you, and I'm glad we're here for each other.
1: I love you too, Brother Billy. Thanks for having me today.
0: God is a good God. I'm positive that your faith in God increased listening to Rebecca's remarkable story. Here's a wonderful scripture spoken by Jesus found in Mark 9, 37. Whoever receives one of such children in my name receives me. And whoever receives me doesn't receive me but the one who sent me. This concludes this episode of the Pioneer Pilgrim. Journey with us again on future episodes with God's precious children, heartfelt music, and touching stories like Rebecca's to turn your heart to the one who sent Jesus. We invite you also to visit us at pastorjohnshouse.com I'm Billy Millick. Until we meet again, grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ.